0: Welcome to Weight Loss for Dentists. I'm Dr. Natanya Brown, a board-certified endodontist and certified life and weight coach. I'm on a mission to help dentists live at their goal weight without relying on deprivation or willpower or even intense workouts. If you want to start making more mindful choices so that you can lose weight permanently and have fun in the process, you're in the right place. Well, hey, welcome back. I am so glad you're joining me today. And you know, at the time that I'm recording this, it is just a few days after daylight savings. And I have a little confession to make, even though it's only a one hour time change, I really feel like it takes me a bit of time to adjust. Um, I am feeling a little discombobulated. I don't know. I wonder about you. I suppose by the time this comes out, you're already well adjusted. Um, but that's my little disclaimer. It's okay. What I want to talk to you about today is the power of decisions. And when you really think about losing weight, and honestly, any goal that you might set for that matter, you're proactively saying that you want to do something. Maybe it's something that you've never ever done before, and The way I see it is you make one big decision, right, like a big goal, let's say to lose 50 pounds or 100 pounds or however much, it could be five pounds, and then you break it down into smaller, kind of more tangible, shorter term um, goals, kind of like how we talked about in episode number two. So in order to actually achieve the big goal, it boils down to you making really small decisions, Maybe decisions every single day, for example, that can either get you closer or farther away from your goal. Now, if you've told yourself you wanna lose weight, and then that evening you find yourself elbow deep in a big bag of chips that you had no intention of even opening, then you know that there can sometimes be friction or maybe conflict between what we say we want long-term and what we really want right now in the moment impulsively? Like, why is that? And how can we more consistently make decisions that are in line with our long-term goal? So before talking about like what kind of diet you need to do or not do, or what kind of foods you need more of or less of, or even what kind of exercise you should or shouldn't be doing, you need to fully understand that all of our power actually lies in the small decisions that we make every single day, because they start to add up. And in truth, when we make decisions consistently that point in line with our goal, it will then determine whether we're able to stay in line with where we wanna actually end up, right? Like it's only gonna help us get to the results that we want in the end. So to understand how we actually make decisions, I wanna talk to you for a few moments about how our brain works. And I promise that this is all gonna make sense and you're gonna see how extremely relevant this is to our weight loss. So I want you to just stick with me here for a few moments. So there's two distinct parts of our brain that help us make decisions. We've got the primitive brain and we've got the prefrontal cortex. Now, The primitive part of our brain is the part of our brain that we have in common with all the other animals on the planet. This part of our brain helps us to run away from danger, avoid pain, be able to identify threats or perceived threats. It really wants the path of least resistance. And for the primitive brain, the entire goal is to just keep you alive. So it's not necessarily or really at all caring about a weight loss goal that you might have. The primitive part of your brain, excuse me, the primitive part of your brain really is just trying to keep you alive. The primitive part of your brain is seeking pleasure and it's very Spontaneous, reactive, and I want you to imagine if you were running away from danger, let's say, I don't know, like a boa constrictor in the middle of the Amazon, you'd be pretty happy that the primitive brain is going to take over. You don't have a whole bunch of time to be thinking and planning how you're going to get out of that scenario, right? So that's really where the primitive brain shines. It's going to help you survive. Now, in contrast, we have the prefrontal cortex part of our brain. And this is the part of our brain that is totally different than all the other animals on the planet. This is the part of your brain that you know, helps you to think about what's actually in your best interest for the long term, not just for today. And so when you think about, you know, having applied to dental school and spent, you know, countless hours studying for exams and maybe making a choice to study for an exam over going out to a party, for example, during dental school, this is the part of your brain that you were tapping into to help you to set a goal, let's say, of having graduated dental school, and then really working carefully towards that goal. So the prefrontal cortex is really able to think rationally, not be really impulsive or reactive. Um, It is going to just look at the concrete facts of the situation and help you to create a plan to be able to execute and um, work towards your goals. So, how do these two parts of the brain come together to help us make decisions? Well, the primitive part of our brain. Is the part of our brain that's responsible for tempting us to eat food, perhaps, when we're not actually hungry? So, if you think about, let's say, a patient strolls in with a beautiful tray of chocolate chip cookies, the primitive brain perhaps might be the part of the brain that's telling you, you should totally have one. They look delicious. They're going to be not only so yummy, but you might never. You might never have another opportunity to eat these exact same cookies again. It might start giving you reasons for why you're not going to, um, you know, have an opportunity to have a full lunch, for example. So if you were to imagine um, if you're working straight through lunch and you're, concerned that you're going to be hungry later on, it's typically the primitive part of your brain that is going to give you these alert signals. Like it's going to freak out and warn you that you might go hungry. And it wants to protect you from starvation, for example. And so if you're going to work through lunch, your primitive brain sees that as danger. I want you to imagine kind of like that fight or flight response, right? And so the primitive brain is simply trying to keep you away from feeling starvation. And remember, it doesn't care about you trying to lose weight. It just cares about trying to keep you alive. And up until now, I'm pretty confident if you're listening to this, your primitive brain has done a darn good job of keeping you alive. Now, in reality, especially for those of us that live in the United States, the majority of us are not necessarily in imminent risk of starvation, even if we have to work through lunch, for example. Most of us have food in the break room. Most of us have access to restaurants or grocery stores within a short distance of wherever we are, and we know how to avoid a hypoglycemic event, for example. Now, obviously, if you are diabetic, or you do suffer from hypoglycemia, and you have medications, um, for example, then obviously, your, um, your healthcare provider has told you what you need to be doing to take care of yourself. And So you can modify this to see how it can apply to you. But suffice it to say that most of us are really not in imminent danger of starvation with all the abundance of food around us. And yet we may still have thoughts like, I'm gonna go hungry if I work for the next 45 minutes or hour or even two on this next patient. So it's our job to decide how we want to process These thoughts that our primitive brain is offering us with this fear of starvation, for example. This is just one simple example. But it's our prefrontal cortex that's then gonna come in and remind us okay, don't worry. This is how long the procedure is probably going to be. Maybe it's going to remind you that there's actually a jar of peanut butter in the break room and that it's okay to just have a spoonful. And then perhaps you do have a backup plan to how to deal with your hunger if and when it should arrive. Some of us think to ourselves that it would be great to completely get rid of this pesky primitive brain altogether if we could. But we have to remember that it truly serves a purpose. Like I said, if you were in the Amazon being hunted down by a boa constrictor, you may actually be really grateful that you have the primitive brain to help you to get out of danger. And so while the impulses of our primitive brain aren't going to go away completely, right? In other words, on any given day that you don't have an actual lunch break and you're working through lunch, you may have thoughts like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go into imminent starvation. It's up to us to decide if we want to listen to that or not, right? What part of that is fact-based and what part of that is really just a, a voice that's coming from our primitive brain. Now, I want you to imagine your brain actually like a radio. And the radio has two stations. Now, <laughs> this might be too old school of a reference. If so, then let's go with Spotify only having two playlists. You get what I'm talking about. But I'm going to keep saying radio. So let's say that there's two stations, and the primitive brain is on one station and the prefrontal cortex is on another station. Now, the radio can really receive both of these frequencies, and we can actually listen to both and hear a bit of both most of the time. So some some portion of our day, we're actually listening to both the primitive brain and the prefrontal cortex. We kind of live in the middle. We're going to hear both of the stations, and so, you know, for example, there may be the the cookies that the patient brings in. And that this is exactly the scenario where you kind of might feel like you have an angel on one shoulder and a little devil on the other shoulder. For example, the little devil primitive brain telling you totally eat the cookies, you should go for it. You you know, you you don't want to go hungry, you'll never get these cookies again, everybody else is eating them. And on the flip side, you'll have the prefrontal cortex telling you, you know what, why don't you grab a cookie and save it for after you've eaten lunch, or maybe you don't need any cookies, you're not hungry at all, or maybe you can take some and share them with the rest of the staff, for example, right? So we may hear voices from both the prefrontal cortex and the primitive brain throughout the day. And I want you to imagine that these voices are really you know, available to us throughout the day. And it's up to us to decide which voices we want to tune into, so to speak, and actually turn up the volume on which voices we want to hear more loudly. And I know that this sounds really funny, like there's all these voices in your head, but really just work with me for a moment. So our daily task is to sift through all of these thoughts that are going around in our mind and to start actually paying attention. Start noticing our thoughts. When we're when we start doing this, we're going to actually start to notice what's driving us to eat. Like the voices in our head that are starting to drive us to eat. Now, I know some of you might say, "I don't hear any voices. I just feel like I'm possessed, like somebody's taking over me and just I'm I have no option but to go grab something to eat or, you know, to grab a cookie or whatever." And I would propose to you it's that you haven't been made aware that there's some voice that's compelling you to go eat. It's compelling you to go grab the cookie. So slow down and actually start to notice your thoughts. It's especially useful when you can start to identify times that you may have an urge to eat when you're not even necessarily hungry. And we'll talk about that more in a subsequent episode. But for today's purposes, I really want you to start noticing your thoughts and what drives your small decisions. Are you acting on impulse? Are you thinking about things before you actually do them? How often of the time are you acting really in a reactive way? So how we how do we tap more into our prefrontal cortex, especially when let's say it's 8 p.m., we're exhausted, we just had a long day seeing patients and all we really want to do is pour ourselves ourselves a glass of wine or two, maybe have a serving of dessert or two, and just unwind? How do we make sure that we don't go overboard eating when we know that it isn't helping us? What do we actually do? Well, my strong recommendation is that we create a pause. And this can feel so foreign initially if you're not used to doing this. I recommend just counting to 10 at first. Let's say you have an urge to eat something that you might regret later, for example. And again, in those moments, the primitive brain is telling you just eat it, eat it. It's a matter of life or death. It's trying to tell you that eating that cookie or whatever treat that you have in mind is going to help you survive. It's so yummy and it doesn't want to negotiate at all. And quite honestly, if if you remember this radio analogy, the volume is way up on the primitive brain at this point. It's overpowering us. And so most of us just give into it because we don't have any idea how else to handle those urges. And we truly feel out of control and maybe defenseless against these urges to overeat. So our power actually lies in creating a small, teeny, tiny little pause as soon as we feel like we have an urge to eat. We create a little pause and then we actually have a fighting chance of being able to turn up the volume on the prefrontal cortex and hear its opinion on the matter. In this teeny tiny little pause we can ask ourselves, do I actually want the cookies? I'll just go with the cookie analogy. Do I really want that? Or do I do I want these 5 minutes of pleasure that eating this thing will provide to me? Or do I want a lifetime of freedom over food by learning how to occasionally, not always, but occasionally say no? Right? So in that pause, we can actually start to turn up the volume on the prefrontal cortex and ask, what is it that we really want more than just in the next five minutes? Now, this isn't a skill that we master overnight. But now that you've had an idea of what this looks like, you'll be much more likely to tune in with the radio frequencies that you want to be listening to, and that may actually help you throughout the day. And it all starts by paying attention to what you're actually thinking throughout the day. Now, how we manage urges to overeat is something that I help all of my students do. It's really a fundamental element, not just of losing weight, but of keeping the weight off for good. And I'm going to save further details on that topic for a subsequent epi- episode, but a lot of times, I, I guess really to clarify the reason I'm talking about this in detail and specifically how it comes down to forming the decisions that we make on a day-to-day basis is that a lot of times when we want to lose weight, we can get stuck in indecision. Or we can think that we just really don't know what to do. We might believe that we're too busy or that we have too many responsibilities or things going on. Maybe we feel like we need life to settle down in order to then get some kind of clarity on what we need to be doing. Maybe we think we're trapped by our circumstances and it's preventing us from making powerful decisions that help us to lose weight. And so I want you to recognize that your power lies in turning up the volume on that prefrontal cortex just in the same way that doing that helped you not just get into dental school, but to actually get through dental school, graduate, and now in practice, if you're already out in practice, right? You're able to tap into your prefrontal cortex every single day in other areas of your life, and you absolutely can use it and take advantage of that power from the prefrontal cortex to make power decisions that will help you in your desire to be losing weight. At the core, I help people make decisions every single day, decisions that may seem really tiny. However, when they're made consistently, they add up to big change. And so I want you to really think about the following things. Number one, I want you to start noticing the thoughts that you have each and every day. And I want you to see and identify if you can discover if they're coming from the primitive part of your brain, trying to get you to be reactive and impulsive and not necessarily in your best long-term interest versus thoughts that you may be having that are coming from your prefrontal cortex, which help you to carefully think things through, be rational and not impulsive. What are small decisions that you can start making today that will help you to lose weight? I'm just going to give you a few ideas. Is it possible that you could think about your next meal and what you're going to eat before you actually get hungry? Did you know that meal planning and thinking about what you're going to eat is potentially one of the best ways to not regret your food choices? When we plan things in advance, there's a much higher chance that we're actually going to make that decision with our prefrontal cortex, thinking it through and deciding in advance what's in our best long-term interest and what is going to be the choice that is most likely going to help me to lose weight. So that's another topic that I'm going to get into in much more detail in a subsequent episode. But what's another small decision that you may be able to make today? What about drinking an extra glass or two of water? How about moving your body for, for even five or 10 minutes? What about going to bed 10 or 15 minutes earlier? Now, I know all of these thing- things seem really small, But when we start to incorporate these small changes into our day-to-day life, that's when we build consistency and we actually see big changes. You can totally, totally, totally do this. All right, friends, that's what I have for you today. Go make great things happen. Hey, I hope this episode has been helpful for you. If you've liked it, be sure to click subscribe so that you don't miss out on future episodes. I'll see you next time. Bye.